Hello, welcome to my podcast, I'm a Mum Fix My Life. I'm Antonia Jones, and today we're talking to mum of two, Kemi Amos, a trained psychotherapist. Her line of work has involved working with clients who are affected by difficulties such as depression, phobia, stress, anxiety, and relationship problems. Kemi, who has epilepsy, has used these skills to create some very unique content on social media. And today we hope Kemi's story will help mums-to-be and new mums cope with everyday challenges especially those who have to cope living with epilepsy i also can't wait to hear about your obsession with rice cakes too kemi so welcome to the podcast today hello hi antonia thanks for joining me (laughs) thank you for having me we'll get straight into the story and then we'll hit this this rice cake story we'll go we'll go there so Kemi your story is very unique because you have experienced many challenges with your health since being diagnosed with epilepsy as a child and then having to live through this with both of your pregnancies so tell us about that I was diagnosed with uh, epilepsy at the age of 12 and uh, when I got my diagnosis it wasn't really clear what exactly it was or how to tackle it. My parents were quite confused about it and they got all these advices from left and right, etc. So I was put on, uh, on weird medications that wasn't, wasn't helping me at all. Uh, I went, first of all, I went through psycho, uh, psychiatrist and he, he recommended uh, phenobarbitone, which dulled me out, zombied me out. It just messed me up a lot. So after like, I think 10 months later, then my parents found uh, a specialist in epilepsy. And then he introduced uh, the new medication, which I've withdrawn now. So I just kept on using the medicine, really. I had seizures. I had a lot of uh, issues. My first pregnancy was sort of okay. I had maybe a couple of seizures, but it wasn't that bad. But the second pregnancy was horrific. It was horrific. And I will blame this on the, the doctor's. When I got pregnant, uh, the epilepsy specialist advised that I withdraw from one of the medication, which is phenobarbital, I'm sorry, which is um, uh, carbamazepine, which is Tegretol. And uh, however, the problem was he didn't replace it with another medication. So he just said, all right, just get off it because it's not good for the baby. You need to get off it right now. So I was like, okay, fine. I trust you. So I'm going to get off it. So I did. And then I had seizures just throughout, like, four seasons every month and I was in hospital for five days at a time one week at a time it was just horrific my blood pressure was up my heart rate was over the roof I was always like on the floor it was quite traumatizing for my son as well because he's never seen me have a seizure before so the first time he saw me he was so frightening he didn't talk to me for two days and that got me worried I was I was trying to contact him from the hospital, what's going on? Oh, don't you want to see me? Don't you want to talk to me? Don't you? Until he expressed himself and said, I just couldn't deal with it. You know, I thought you were going to die. And he had to think about it, that what if she dies, what's going to happen? So they messed up a lot. So I had to start doing my own research because they were not giving me answers. No answers. So I started doing my research. I went on epilepsy.com. I went on other, other websites. And I just saw loads of comments from people with the same condition, using different medication and similar medication as mine and same medication as me and what's happened to them. And then I found out that Keppra triggers panic attack. What they did was they increased my dose of Keppra during this pregnancy. 
So that was not a wise thing to do at all. So I had to go back to the um, specialist and I said, this is what I've been finding out. What's going on? He said, yeah, well, I just thought maybe you'll be okay because you're pregnant. That's the safest. I was very upset, very upset that you, you made me go through this by not being sure and using it as an experiment. For any trained professionals um, in your situation, hopefully you got to resolve that with them. Did you make any formal complaints or anything? No, I didn't. Uh, I've had a few people saying, complain, complain. But when I, when I did try, what I was told was, well, you know, everyone with different situations. So we just keep trying. I spoke to my epilepsy uh, specialist nurse and she said to me, okay, I told her, okay, this is happening. I think it's time for me to. And she said, well, uh, we're going to take you off Keppra and just leave the same dose the way it is. That's the second medication, which is lamotrigine. And I said, no, you can't do that because you did something similar the, the first time, the last time. And I had seizures the last, uh, the, my third trimester, my pregnancy. And she was like, okay, yeah, but you don't want to take too much though. I was like, but you're withdrawing me from what's sort of balancing me. So if you withdraw me from one, one that's balancing me, you need to replace it with another, uh, with the other. And she was like, okay, well, if you want that. And I was like, yes, I do. Because I, I found out that you need to tell them what you think might be good for you, for them to. And it can be very difficult due to yeah. research and each oh, yeah. mother having a different kind of setup or makeup of their body as well and how it all works because some medications um, mm-hmm. for certain people are, mm-hmm. they're not receptive to that as well. But yeah. I was looking at some research and according to research from Norfolk and Norwich University Hospital, most women mm-hmm. have no problems in pregnancy because of their epilepsy, but one in three women with epilepsy will have seizures during pregnancy mm-hmm. and two to four in 100 women will experience a seizure during labor or within the first few days after birth. So um, you yeah. kind of fit that kind of demographic in terms of having your seizures as well and yeah. having epilepsy mm-hmm. as well. I totally understand your mm. frustration with the healthcare. So glad that you've used this opportunity to speak about it as well. And, and also to create content for mothers who may be experiencing this because it's life-threatening, isn't it? Because the thing about seizures is you get no warning. And another thing, then people need to be educated. I mean, we, we, I think doctors should really, really educate their patients because different seizures, they're different kinds of seizures, and some of them can be quite similar. For example, um, panic attacks, the symptoms of panic attacks, very similar to uh, focal seizures, very, very similar. I remember for years I've been having focal seizures and I didn't realize it. And I was having panic attacks at the same time. So I didn't know that until I did the research. I spoke to specialists and he said, oh yeah, that's true. Um, it can be similar, you know, panic attack from the chest, uh, focal seizure from the belly. And I was like, okay, so uh, what's going on? I mean, who's been treating me? They've been telling me something different. I've been focusing on something else. And, you know, he, he had to explain that to me. Another thing they need to, I think at least just to give moms or people an option is therapy. It could be, or some sort of diet, sort of ask them to be aware of what they're eating and maybe introduce them to breathing exercises, especially when it comes to panic attacks, because breathing exercises has done a lot for me when it comes to me having panic attacks. It just makes me take control of the situation. Also my diet, changing my diet is just a miracle uh, with me adding magnesium, just simple supplement. To, with my medication has been wonderful for me. So I think they should at least just talk about 
this other options of okay you know what okay fine you're having this can you try breathing can you try i don't know some sort of music exercises as well it does help a lot and the diet so i think this things and it needs to be uh needs to be addressed really i, I can People hear <laughs> I can hear the baby in the background. So we have another yeah. guest who has joined the podcast. So all the listeners, we have another guest. So this is how it will be for the next half an hour. <laughs> introduce our third guest. <laughs> so what is our third guest's name? Yuba. Welcome, Yubla. Thank you so much for joining us as well. So yes, we, we are part of this all together. <laughs> So in terms of your pregnancy, I know we don't have any kind of specialists to kind of defend their case about the, the, the health care, but there are lots of specialists, which you mentioned as well. And I do get your point. The fact that if you don't explain, then the specialist won't know how to provide you with the yes. care that they need. So as you're yes. speaking to me, it's very evident you knew the symptoms and I would say for mums, and I know that you would agree with me, that if they find themselves in this situation, they need to speak up and have a detailed account of what they eat and how they're feeling, if it's anxious and what times they feel that they are having seizures throughout the day or the night. That's a really good point to to really bring up. Also for yourself, how does epilepsy affect you now on a daily basis? First of all, the anxiety is enough to kill you emotionally what i mean is to bring down your mood and make you think oh can i really do this can i really do that i can't really do that you know what if this happens what if that happens just anxiety is enough to just make you give up and say no i can't do this anymore and do you mean anxiety because um you feel that you may have a seizure i may have a seizure i've got a baby okay it's just me in the house okay what's going to happen at the moment, I'm facing, um, what I'm struggling with at the moment is the panic attacks. Uh, since, I was, since they reduced my Kepra, my panic attacks just went down, just reduced amazingly. But then now, recently, I just noticed that it's up again, which means that they need to get rid of my Kepra completely because it's not making me any better. It's not, it's not working for me anymore. But what happens is sometimes I get the panic attacks and I have to breastfeed and it's not very easy for me at all because then I have to be switched on and say, okay, you know what? You need to practice your breathing exercise now. You need to practice your breathing exercise. Okay, put the baby away somewhere safe and focus and practice your breathing exercises. And that can be very, very difficult because a lot of times my panic attacks affect me so much, I find it hard to sleep. Because I can't close my eyes because I'll keep having the panic attack. So for so, yourself with the, the like panic that. attacks, how often do you have um, epileptic fits? Not recently. The last one I had was, well, six months ago before I had the baby because my son is six months now. I was six months ago. I had like eight of it during the pregnancy for three months. I was in hospital every month. So that was then. But now I'm just dealing with the panic attacks and trying to eat right, which helps a lot using my magnesium, trying to breathe more. So it's, it's, it's crawling back in now. So now they've decided they're going to finally take me off the Kepra. So I'm just waiting for them for the instructions so I can do that. Uh, yeah, it does affect you. And what does Kepra do? Kepra is an anti-epileptic medication. And what it does, uh, epilepsy is when, what, what causes seizures is when the electrical uh, flow in the brain stops 
when, when it's obstructed, then you get a seizure because there's no oxygen and things. It's just not going smoothly anymore and your brain cannot handle it. So Kepra allows the electrical to flow in, in your brain. But with every epileptic uh, medication, there's always a side effect. It could be depression. It could be anxiety. It could be, I don't know, it could be vomiting. It could be uh, suicidal thoughts. It could be, there's, there's a, a lot that comes with it. And another thing is most epileptic medication are not just for epilepsy. They're also used for other purposes like bipolar disorder and depression, etc. So I think that's one of the reasons why it makes it so difficult for um, physicians or doctors, let me say in general, to just say, okay, this one medication is going to work for you. Certainly, no, because everyone is different. So also, what about the coping mechanisms that you've used? I know you touched on them, so about breathing, but what has helped you mostly? Magnesium. Magnesium and, and vitamin B6. And where can mums find that? Is that in certain foods or would you have to just buy it in its raw form? I don't focus on the food. Because I, I, I'm not, I don't get most of my magnesium from the food. I get it from the supplement because it's more concentrated. It's quicker as well. Um, if you just go to, I don't know, Amazon, eBay, uh, you find magnesium. But it's got to be magnesium. The magnesium, uh, I think citrate, I think is the best one. I think it's citrate or oxide. I'm not sure one of those two is the best one because that, that dissolves quicker in the system and which that's the one I use. And then for yourself, would you say to mums to ensure they get medical advice for that? Because I know you say it's pretty good. Yes, for I yourself. Yeah, definitely. Is it a well-known supplement for mothers to take with epilepsy yeah. or will you have yeah. to get medical advice for that particular supplement? It's very, very common and popular really for, for moms or pregnant women to, to take magnesium. However, I would still say, you know, seek for your doctor's advice and in case it, it, you know, it might disturb your, the medication they might be on at that point. So they need to still speak to the doctor. But magnesium is, is a supplement and everyone can take magnesium, really. So it doesn't really interrupt with any other, uh, most medication. So I think they should consult the doctor. But yeah, magnesium is amazing. That really, really helped me. That was the first one. Then the second one is the breathing exercises. The breathing exercises is also amazing. It helps you take control. The thing about anxiety is... Anxiety is not real, regardless if it's a chemical imbalance or not. It's still not real. Uh, in my case, panic attacks. It's like, okay, fine, I'm going to have a seizure. But I'm not going to have a seizure. It's not real. So you're not going to have a seizure. But the chemicals you've got in your system, which is the Kepra, is triggering that chemical to tell your brain you're going to have a seizure. And that's the reason why you keep having the feeling that you're having going to have a seizure. So when you're talking about um, anxiety not being real, do you mean by a situation has been created, it's a thought, but it actually hasn't happened as yet? Is that what you mean? And then it can be created naturally after that. Is that what you mean? Yeah, 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 sort of. What, What I mean is, let me just talk about my experience in panic attacks. You're having a panic attack. Your, your hands are shaky, you're sweaty, you can't breathe properly. And, you know, you feel like you're, there's no air, oxygen, you're shaky, etc. But, and then, but the more you panic about you having a panic attack, the more anxiety you have a panic attack, the more it comes, the more you can't control your breathing. But as soon as you say to yourself, it's okay, it's not really going anywhere. Straight away, you've just calmed down. 
you calm down. In my case, what's triggering the panic attack is the medication, which also states in the label that it triggers panic attacks and anxiety. And from what I've read from reliable sources, a website like epilepsy.com, a lot of people with this condition have complained about the same thing. And them withdrawing from certain medication has improved their health amazingly well. And which of course convinced me more that I knew what I was talking about. Well, that's good that you have um, tried and tested that. And it seems like trial and error in some instances. And I'm just glad that you were very kind of confident and just, you know, very firm with your beliefs because you know yourself. And then again, mums, you know yourself and we just want to reinforce, just make sure that you tell your consultants the information and how you feel about situations. So moving on slightly to epilepsy, how does it affect your mental health? I know you've touched on that slightly a bit more and about counselling as well on a daily basis. What is it like? Walk us through that. With the epilepsy, it does have, you know, some effect in, in you know, you mentally as well, because like I said, you've got anxiety that you might get to have a seizure at any time. There's no warning. Uh, you just have a seizure. Because my own seizure is uh, the grand uh, seizure, uh, which is, you know, the whole full body and the facial and the legs and shaky and the fall. So you have that anxiety, you're going to have one. Another thing is excitement. Too much excitement, being it happy or sad or whatever, can trigger a seizure in an epileptic patient. So if you're too excited, you're sad, too sad, it can trigger one because then your brain is overworking and therefore something is going to happen, which means you can't be over the top. You need to be careful what you do. You need to be careful what you, how, how much you show or what, whatever you get yourself into. I went to Margate, that was like last, sorry, that was like a few days ago. I uh, went to Margate to see my brother and they were all swimming and jumping into the, the, the sea and you know, everyone was having fun. I really, really wanted to because I do have the guts to do stuff like that. I love doing stuff like that. But I thought about it and I thought, you know, if I do that, I don't know what's going to happen. I might have a seizure in the water. I like anything can happen. So I couldn't. So things like that just makes you think, oh, why? Why is this happening? I don't want this to happen right now. But you thinking and feeling sorry for yourself is not going to do anything for you at all because you need to take control and say, you know what, it's fine. You know, I'm just going to do this and do this and do that. And that's what I'm going to, I'm going to do. Wow. So that's, I I never even knew that about the excitement. That's a completely different take on, on epilepsy. And so you have to have like be really balanced and, and, Oh, think yeah. a lot about what you're doing and you know as you yeah. say you can't engage in so much activities and and even like for example fair ground rides or bike riding you've got to think of i can't i can't i can't yeah i can't do i can't go on um music you know that music park the roller coaster i can't do that uh another thing i can't do those sort of excitement i can't do that even i well my epilepsy as well uh, i react to um lights flashy lights and sometimes i react to patterns so it depends on what sort of epilepsy or what, what the patient or the person with epilepsy reacts to. But yeah, excitement, yep, yeah, can cause a seizure. Yeah. Wow. Did you also find that you had the offer of counselling as well? I did have the offer of counselling, but um, what happened is they never, they never, they don't really, I mean, well, my own case experience, uh, there was no 
there's a follow-up saying, okay, fine. So this is what we're going to do. This, okay, fine. We're going to make sure that you get, you know, counseling for this to help you deal with anxiety. We're just going to add another medication to your uh, previous medication. Hopefully this will work. Okay, we're just going to... They added four medication to my medication that I was using. Four. And I was using four different medication at the same time. And they all had strong side effects. Oh, it was crazy. I mean, I remember missing my exam when I was studying at psychology and counseling. I missed my exam twice because I had seizures. This was due to the, oh, yes. the medication oh, yes. as well. Oh, yes. Yes. Overload. Wow. I was just overloaded, yeah. But mo- most of all, at least, you know, in, in essence, at least you have spoken up and it's, it's just good yes. to know that you just, yes. because of your industry, which you've worked in, you're mm-hmm. um, in that NHS setting, you're just straight yeah. up and you, you're just, you know, just confident about how the care that you're yeah. receiving. So then moving on to safeguarding yourself and your children in the event of an attack, you've mentioned that your son hadn't spoken to you for two days and he I understand he's a teenager so him and his emotions as well how do you prepare your children if they are teenagers to cope do they have first aid training what do you do I would do advice parents to do is talk to the children about it be honest be honest it's fine They're, they're, they're very intelligent those kids they're very intelligent and they're quite exposed as well um you need to tell your child and say listen mommy you know, she's got epilepsy and she gets seizures sometimes. But what's important is whenever mommy gets a, has a seizure, this is what you need to do. You know, try and make sure mommy's head is protected and then you call the ambulance, that sort of thing. So they will feel ready. They will feel ready. The mistake I made with my own son is I really didn't tell him because I kept on, you know, protecting him. I didn't want him to see me in pain or me having a seizure I didn't want to embarrass him. So I didn't really talk much about it. So that was, that was the consequences of me not being, me not telling him beforehand and him, you know, reacting that way. Otherwise, I think he probably wouldn't react that badly to my seizures then because I didn't tell him. So when he saw me, what he did was uh, he left me there and ran upstairs and screamed um, and was screaming, you know, my partner was like, oh, come downstairs, come downstairs, come downstairs. And when he came downstairs, he just stayed up in his room. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you need to tell them. But now, I mean, after the, the uh, seeing, seeing that, like, once or so, it became more aware. So, but the thing is, I, I started feeling quite bad, though, because every time he hears a noise downstairs, he rushes downstairs. What's going on? Are you okay? And I'm like, oh, I don't want this. I don't really like this. But, you know, I, it's, I, there's nothing that I can do about it. I think the best thing any parent can do is tell the children and prepare them so in case anything happens, they, 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 won't, they won't lose it and, you know, start getting overstressed out themselves. I totally agree it's important because again it could have been worse if your partner wasn't at home and the oh, yeah. the effects of this so driving yeah. home yes again I yeah. agree parents and mums should just tell the children if any resources or information specifically for how to deal with a seizure for yourself yeah. because there'll be different ways as well who yeah. to call and what to do in that situation because every yeah. second counts there it's an illness that it's just inevitable it's something yeah. that you have and as you say we're not going to feel sorry for ourselves we just have yeah. to live with it and and you're very courageous because you've gone mm-hmm. on to have two children and um, I've got mm-hmm. some myth busting questions a bit later um, but before <laughs> we do that 
you create a lot of content on social media and you go by the name of Kemi Happy Mum and your content's very mood boosting. It tells us a lot about you, yourself, and you know, you seem like a very happy person, very positive. (laughs) And again, you know, your motto is think happy and stay happy. So tell us about that and your obsession with rice cakes. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, well, think happy, stay happy. Um, I think that came from, I think I started thinking that way after my second child. Like, if you overstress yourself when you're in a situation, in a certain situation, you're you're never going to get sorted out. You'll still be in that situation. If you calm down and, you know, sort of speak to yourself and say, okay, what do I want? What do I want exactly? And you speak to yourself, you'll be able to calm down and look at things from a different perspective and solve the problem. So if you're thinking happy, you will stay happy. Uh, for example, when I'm having panic attacks, I have to tell myself it's, it's going to be over soon. This is not real. Uh, just breathe. Or I think, oh, smile, the world is beautiful. So those things just makes me calm down. So if you think happy, you will be uh, happy. And uh, my obsession with rice cakes, that came from my low-carb diet because of my panic attacks. Because I found out that when I have too much carbs, I get panic attacks. Or if I eat uh, something that's got too much artificial, I don't know, chemicals or some or sort of I, I yeah, ingredients in it, then I, I tend to react to it and I get panic attacks. Uh, it's very strange, but yes, it happens because I've spoken to um, a couple of people and they said exactly the same thing. Even online, I saw exactly the same thing. When I was in the hospital with my, uh, my last, my second child, I spoke to a woman. She was telling me about a daughter that's got epilepsy and suffers from panic attacks as well. She said every time she eats McDonald's nugget, chicken nugget, the breadcrumbs around it, she gets a seizure. And I was like, wow, like someone needs to tell these people this. Someone needs to tell them and say, listen, it's very possible that they need to look into the diet. I mean, hence the whole uh, Atkins diet for um, children with epilepsy. Now, the problem is adults can't really do that because once they get off that diet, they're going to fall back into the seizures stronger than before. But it works for kids whereby they follow a certain diet of extremely low carbs and high fat, high fat for, to help them with their epilepsy. I mean, that proves it all. That, that method has been used for, for a long, long time. So uh, that says all that, yes, our diets, yes, can be a trigger uh, for uh, epilepsy or panic attacks. I've seen a few of your YouTube videos about how to take control of your health, um, epilepsy, yeah. panic attacks, and also living with epilepsy yeah. and panic attacks. So just continue what you're doing. It's a very unique subject, <laughs> which is spoken about, but not as much. And there's a range of resources online, but I feel more awareness for mums to be and mums now who have their children and how to live on a daily basis. That is needed more. So please continue to, to share as much as you can. I also went on to an online forum for mums with epilepsy and I found a lot of myths. So it'd be great if you could answer some of these myths for mums with epilepsy, if that's okay Okay. with you. So I've got eight of them. So we'll get through these. One myth is I don't need to take any extra steps or precautions due to my epilepsy before I get pregnant. Uh, You're talking about medication, right? Yes. You need to, because some medication, a lot of epilepsy medications are not good for babies. Oh no, they're not good for babies. I mean, hence my own experience. They had to stop 
one of my medication because it wasn't good for the baby at all. So you need to be able to plan your pregnancy and say, okay, fine, I'm going to get pregnant. So shall we get off this medication? If it's not good for the baby, let's get off it. Let me be balanced first. And then I can get pregnant. Unfortunately, yes, you have to. So that myth is not true. You need to prepare yourself. Thank you for that one. Myth number two, it's hard to get pregnant if you have epilepsy. Ooh, that one I don't know. I don't know about that one. As for me, I'm very fertile, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. It's, it's just a myth. It, it just depends on the individual, doesn't it, really? And um... Epilepsy, I don't think it has anything to do with fertility. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that, but no, I'm not sure about that. I think it's just about your, your own hormones. Let's Sorry. Look, actually, no, it's fine. I'm going to have a quick look, actually. I'll go and open the page where yeah. we got that information so I can quickly go over that one. Until recently, studies suggested that women with epilepsy may have fertility problems. But newer research shows that unless you have a prior history of infertility or a different medical condition that can affect fertility, you have the same likelihood of conceiving as women who don't have epilepsy. So, yeah, as you say, it's true. It all just, just depends on the makeup of your body. Yeah, it depends on, yeah and it depends on your, the side effects of your medication as well. There's so many medications for epilepsy out there, so many. So yeah. maybe the, perhaps the medication side effect might be a cause for that. But, you know, just like I said, it depends on your, your body, really. And there's uh, myth number three. I can't take epilepsy medication during pregnancy. <sighs> that is a very difficult one. Yet some people are very unlucky and then they are advised not to take any medication during their pregnancy. Yeah, some, some people are very unlucky and they can't seem to find the right medication for them to take that would be safe for the baby be, because of the baby that would be the main reason why a doctor would advise patients that you can't take any medication you need to you just have this baby in a different uh, get through this pregnancy uh, in, uh i don't know in another way but yeah true yeah some people can't yeah yeah, yeah. true one I yeah. believe, and yeah. also they can speak to the um their own kind of consultants as well and and these yes. questions again these myths again are uh, imagine a new mom um who hasn't had any children or who has no, had no, children no. and they're just revisiting yeah. this again and it's all the type yeah. of questions that we think yeah. um, may not be asked but they're actually asking these questions on this forum so there's yeah. another one we are up to myth number four if i have epilepsy will my baby have it too Okay, that's a, a very complex question. It depends if it's genetic or not genetic. Well, in my own case, my epilepsy is not genetic. It was uh, due to circumstances, uh, which probably we might not talk about today. <laughs> but it, it wasn't uh, not genetic at all. Because epilepsy, you can have epilepsy from a physical injury, that's head injury. You can have it, maybe it's genetic about the way your body is predisposed or the way you, you react to certain things that would trigger uh, epilepsy. So it's not, it's not, doesn't mean your, your, your kid will have epilepsy. If it's, if it's a genetic, yes, possibly. Yeah. But if it's not genetic, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. If number five, getting pregnant isn't safe if you have epilepsy, it causes more seizures. Yeah, sure. It does. It does. Uh, on the other hand, I would say, okay, well, let me just, I'm just going to go through this quickly. My first pregnancy, when I got pregnant, I stopped having seizures. Strength, yeah? Then uh, during the middle, uh, well, my second trimester, then I had 
a focal seizure. I had it twice, but it was not the, the full one, just twice. And I could actually see myself having the seizure and I was on the floor and then it stopped. I had that twice. So I think I'll, I'll get, I guess I'll, I will stick to my answer, which is, yeah, seizures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've yeah. got three more. <laughs> Myth number six, if I have a seizure while pregnant, um, will I miscarry? It depends on how physical it is or what, if you're on stairs and you fall off, the possibility of miscarriage, yes, sure. Uh, other possible reasons, I don't know, I can't really say, but I, I, I guess it's possible. Yeah, it's, I guess it's possible because it's epilepsy, having seizures is very stressful, very, very stressful. So I think that question's more on in that line. Because I have seizures, um, does that mean I will actually have a miscarriage? What the, the kind of response is, yes, it depends on if, if you fall over, you can injure your child, which could be an unfortunate situation. Some seizures can even induce premature labor or a miscarriage. This is what I'm reading here as yeah. well. So yeah. all different yeah. factors involved in the, yeah. the scenario. But again, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. ensuring that everyone around you knows close family friends um if you're going out just so that you have that safety net around you as well yeah Uh, they had to induce my labor two weeks before because it was getting too much uh, and it wasn't safe anymore another thing is um when you have an epilepsy you're not getting any oxygen so uh it can harm the baby whereby there won't be enough oxygen for the baby so and if there's not enough oxygen in the brain we know what happens yeah, no, that's a really useful answer. All of the answers as well. It's just really helping to raise some more awareness. And we've got two more. Yeah. Myth number seven, yeah. I will have to have a C-section if I have epilepsy. If you have a seizure during pregnancy, during delivery, for example, they will have to um, carry on a C-section. So in that circumstances, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of like... It's, just just kind of- it's quite rare for you to... for for you to have a seizure during birth, childbirth. That was what I was told by my specialist. It's, it's rare, but it does happen. It's rare. Yeah. And I'm kind of reading um, here again, in general, epilepsy has no impact on your delivery method. Just like women without epilepsy, you can have your baby, like have a natural birth or via C-section. It's up to you and your kind of consultant. So, and as you say, if you have repeated seizures while in labor, then your consultant may choose to do a C-section. Yeah, that's well. it. Yeah. Also, our last myth, I won't be able to breastfeed if I have epilepsy. I'm breastfeeding. I breastfed my first child and I'm breastfeeding my second one as well. But I'm breastfeeding. I've never heard about that before. Yeah, I'm actually reading. It's actually recommended it's, to, it's, to actually breastfeed. Maybe the person is talking, I don't know, it depends on how you look at it, I, I guess. Maybe uh, the fear of you carrying your child breastfeeding and then you having a seizure and dropping the child or... I don't, maybe that's what the person is, I don't know, trying to refer to, but I, I think, um, I don't think. Yep, I totally agree with that. But I, I think the line is here more around medication. So is it medication? Risky? Oh, I see. Well, it's possible. But my medication, there was no uh, question about are you breastfeed or not? Uh, because, yeah, I'm sure the child is getting a little bit of my medication, but uh, I guess it's safe enough. Uh, for the baby and the baby's used to it anyway from since you know for the past nine months so I guess and baby's assistant they're, they're, they're amazing they're just amazing so 
maybe consult the doctor or I don't know, yes. find out more. I, I totally agree. And, you know, and yeah. what we're trying to say here, this, this conversation, which we have elaborated on about epilepsy and pregnancy as well. And also prior to, to actually wanting to have a child, if you have epilepsy and also yeah. life after giving birth mm-hmm. and trying to live with the daily challenges. Um, it's what yeah. can mums do to have a healthy pregnancy. So every woman yeah. needs to give herself and her health, extra care during pregnancy and if mums if you have epilepsy it's it's especially important not to skip that start by getting the right team and and advice Mm -hmm. from your consultants and the healthcare Mm -hmm. as well so mums there's a range of resources about coping with epilepsy Mm -hmm. which can be found on the UK's NHS website and can you suggest any more Kemi? Um, Well epilepsy.com is a very good one as well Oh, there's one thing I'd like to mention. I'm quite passionate. You know, I'm so, when, when, I, when you invited me to, the, to this podcast, I was so happy. I was like, you know what? This might be another way of me reaching out to people that need this. How can mums find out more about you? Uh, well, just go on the YouTube channel, uh, Kemi Happy Mom. Well, this is Happy Mom, um, YouTube channel. And then just check out my videos. You can still be happy and have a good time as a mom. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Kemi. It's been amazing just trying to understand more about the subject and also to raise more awareness. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are purely to raise more awareness about epilepsy. Please seek medical advice if you have any concerns about your health. We hope you enjoy the podcast. And if you've got any questions or would like to cover a topic we haven't spoken about already, get in contact with us on the socials at I'm a mum fix my life on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on all major social media platforms. See you on the next podcast.